Good evening, everyone. Welcome. So we're gathered on the auspicious Advaita Saptami, Sri Sitanath, Advaita Charja Kijai, appearance day uh, in the world of uh, important uh, divinity in our lineage, one of the three <coughs> members of the fivefold <coughs> divinity, Pancha Tattva, Pancha means five, Tattva five truths, aspects um, of the divinity that uh, within which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appears within that fivefold divinity, the Panchatattva. Three of the members, as we know, are in the category of Vishnu, the, the Godhead, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nitananda Prabhu, and Sri Advaita Charja, Sri Advaita Charja Kijai. The other two members, Gradhar and Srivast, they represent Shakti Tattva, the uh, Shakti Tattva that we are constituted of and um, who have the potential to become members of the Leela, mm-hmm. and that by the grace of another Shakti that Gradhar personifies, the internal Shakti, Sarup Shakti, that Bhakti is constituted of. Mm. Maya Shakti is not included in the Panchatattva. <laughs> uh, they, they come to dispel the darkness uh, of, the, of the smoke and shadows of the um, uh, Maya Shakti, material existence, and bestow Prem. So, again, among the five, three are uh, uh, different manifestations of the God who has Asankhya as the Bhagavatam. Uh, describes it many different innumerable asanki means uncountable uncountable faces faces for different purposes in relation to the world faces for Leela within his own private world or internal emotional life um, and among them Advaita appearing in a very special and somewhat peculiar Gore Leela, the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, somewhat peculiar because there are these various forms of divinity, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Dityananda Prabhu, Dvaita, and they're all in the mood of devotees. Well, it's very peculiar. The realm in which they appear, Navadvip, is sometimes described as Sadhana Siddha Bhumi, the land Bhumi, where Siddhas, perfected people, hmm, appear as sadhakas, as practitioners. And of course, this is very good for us, that perfect uh, divinities would play the role of sadhakas, and we might learn from their example. Hmm. Um, and so within that Gorila, uh, we find this Advaita, who is a an incarnation. It's very complex, uh, theologically, but an incarnation of the world soul, if you will. Hmm? So basically we have the Paravyom, the world uh, beyond or above and the world below, to use a tantric uh, expression, as above, so below. Um, so the world of our experience is a shadow of the substance of the uh, world that transcends time and space, and we can know something about the substance from the shadow, but ultimately we have to come in touch with the substance to come out of the shadow. So this divide is there hmm? Um, of the material existence, if you will, and uh, and the spiritual existence. I've given an example before that if we were to compare the Godhead to a fire, hmm, then there are, at the same time, a fire is one thing. It's a fire. It has different aspects to it. It has heat and light. It has sparks. And it has smoke that it generates. Hmm. So in this example, the heat and the light, the sparks and the smoke 
over all different shaktis or powers of the fire. So the god it is one singular, and um, there is no other. Hmm. Everything is God. But then we go on to clarify that further. God has shaktis. So shaktis are non-different from him, but different at the same time. Hmm. Um, So as much as a spark is obviously different from a fire, well, it's nothing but fire. You can't cook and heat yourself in the winter with a spark. But it's fire. (laughs) So there's there's a significant uh, difference. So in this example, the heat and the light are are the are the, the swarup shakti, the internal power of the Godhead that bhakti is constituted of, that makes for an, a rich emotional life for the Godhead, hmm? surrounded as he is by by many devotees. In, in the case of Krishna Leela, in intimate love. Hmm? All of the, their love, they, they are embodiments of love. They are certain types of divine love personified. So they are uh, manifestations of bhakti. Hmm? And uh, and then, again, on the other side, we have the smoke. Hmm? We, well, we have the heat and the light. We have the sparks. That's us. Hmm? Um, we could live in the spiritual side, or we can live in the smoke and uh, be obscured, if you will. In this example, the smoke is the maya shakti, the, the power, the energy, the influence that that presides um, over this realm of our experience where there's a considerable uh, bewilderment and a sense of lacking that we all experience. Hmm due to our identification with, uh, with matter, hmm? which is the show, a show that we ourselves, in a sense, have turned on. I've given an example before. If you, if you turn on, the, it takes a viewer to turn on the television and even to give meaning to the, to the show. Hmm? But once it's turned on, the show could take over the life of the viewer. So this is kind of our situation. Maya Shakti requires a touch of consciousness to be turned on, so to speak. Once the machine of matter is turned on, then uh, those who have turned it on, in a sense, become enamored by it. So we need a savior. Hmm? We need someone to save us. Now Krishna is, is in his leela, he completely... Uh, within the embrace of Radha and his friends and all of these manifestations of bhakti, uh, our trivial existence here is kind of far uh, from where he is. Um, but uh, nonetheless, a there is an aspect of himself we, that we call Vishnu, Mahavishnu, the great Vishnu, um, who is the the principal avatar? Avatar means avatara. To avatar means to cross. So avatar means to, to avatar means to cross from up to down. So this divide between the spiritual dimension and the, and the material dimension is crossed by the avatar, the first avatar, Mahavishnu. The purpose of Mahavishnu's existence, in one sense. Um, is for the Godhead within the spiritual world to have the opportunity to bestow compassionately um, liberation. In other words, within the spiritual world, the Godhead, particularly Narayan form of Krishna in majestic realm of divine love, develops... This is not something that happens in time, but we're limited by language to talk about it. A desire to bestow liberation, salvation, but there's nobody to bestow it on. So everybody's liberated there. So 
satya sankalpa, whatever the, the Godhead wants happens. So I would like to be, show compassion. So the world manifests for the sake of bestowing compassion. Hmm? And that is then, and the oversoul of that world is the Mahavishnu. This, so a form of the Godhead manifests who can uh, show uh, compassion and deliver, deliver the world. Hmm? And that one, Mahavishnu, is uh, depicted as dreaming, sleeping, what's called yoga nidra. Nidra means sleep, so it's a divine, dreamless sleep, really, really restful. Mm-hmm. And in, But then a dream comes, just before he wakes up, and the dream is that, let me become many. Let the one, one soul, be, let me become many. And so, upon waking, he reflects upon that, and there's nowhere to look except the Maya Shakti in its uh, state of equilibrium. Nothing's happening. So, his subjective desire to become many, the field before him is the objective world in the form of the Maya Shakti. He glances at it in his desire to become many is somewhat uh, under-facilitated in, in one sense by the Maya Shakti because it will be problematic for the, for the many, as we'll see as we, as we go on. Um, but the power of his desire to become many, in, in one sense you can say, that, that causes him to reflect or glance upon the Maya Shakti enables the Maya Shakti to take on a consciousness-like um, existence. In other words, this uh, the, the subtle form of matter is like, a, like, say, a piece of metal. If we have a light and we shine on a piece of metal, the piece of metal can reflect the light. So the psychic dimension of matter hmm, is very subtle. Hmm. Just like... Mind is is more subtle than we say mind over matter. We're talking about mind is also matter, but psychic matter. So it's it's more, it's more subtle. Intelligence is more subtle than mind, and so on and so forth. So uh, this subtle form of matter reflects the glance of Vishnu, which is out of which the many come. Hmm? Out of his reflection, I'd like to become many. And the field before him again is the objective world. In equilibrium, not in motion. And his glance brings the jivas in the proximity, in proximity of maya. They never touch it. They never touch matter. But their their proximity to it causes it to take on a consciousness-like condition, that's the subtle form of matter, and out of that comes the gross matter, so the world unfolds, and so on and so forth. And then the, the, the jivas, the many, there they are in the world, and, and, and uh, they have their, now, their plight, it's, it's because they're identified um, with the objective w- world, and they are subjective. So it's not as good of a fit, but this then provides the opportunity for Mahavishnu to be a savior. Hmm? And so, uh, as I say, the world's made out of love, and we have to learn to make love to get out of the world. Hmm? So Mahavishnu makes love, lokavat tuli lakaibalyam, decides to become many. Not out of any necessity, just out of, out of the fullness of himself, out of love. And his field of jurisdiction happens to be the Maya Shakti. And when the one becomes many, the many 
in proximity to the Maya Shakti, turns it and sets it into motion, as I say, and so the world manifests, and uh, it's problematic. Yeah. And so, and so he has to teach us how to make make love, so that we can meet our Maker, so to speak. Hmm? This is called Shristi Lila, the Lila of creation. It goes on over and over again in cycles, with no beginning to those cycles. Hmm? Um, and of course, when the world, Maya Shakti and the Jiva Shakti are combined in this way, then uh, and, and and the way it works is something like like a magnet. A magnet could be at a distance, but it could cause magnetic. Uh, if it's a positive charged magnet, it could cause positive charged magnetic dust to move, even though there's no contact. Analogies break down at some point, but um, the idea is that by proximity to matter, the jiva causes it uh, to move. Hmm. Um, that's a big subject, but uh, uh, it's moving. <laughs> and we do sense that we are moving it. We do sense that uh, that we, for example, that we think, reflect, and then do. Hmm that our perception, our psychic reality, which is uh, often identified with consciousness, and it should be in one sense because it has the power to reflect pure consciousness. So the mind, the intelligence, the ego, hmm, and so forth, um, they have a quasi-consciousness-like condition because of the proximity of consciousness proper, the atma, the witness, hmm. right? And so, the difference between ourselves and our minds and so forth, that also has to be has to be sorted out through spiritual practice and so forth. But my point is only that um, that we live our lives every day as if our thoughts which we identify with consciousness, our awareness, perception, our thinking, our, our willing, and so forth, is causal. Hmm. In other words, I get up and I think, I would like to do this, and then my body carries it out. Everybody experiences life like this, hmm. that consciousness, or in a sense, the mental world, is causal. Of course, there's a, there's a big argument from from materialistic uh, science. It's, there's there's no such thing as a mind, or there's no such thing as a consciousness that's influencing. We can't find it anywhere. We can't measure it, so it must not be a force. Um, and this was especially the case when they thought everything was figured out and the world worked like a watch. Mm-hmm. That's what we call uh, what do they call it? Uh, Newtonian uh, physics. What's another name for it? Hmm. No. Hmm? Classical Newtonian physics. That was all turned on its head, of course, with the quantum physics coming into the picture. So, uh, Sridhar Maharaj used to say, yes, God can set it up in one way, and then he could change the laws, too. <laughs> so... <laughs> If God were a physicist, he'd be a quantum physicist. So, so, at any rate, these are big subjects that requires a lot of discussion, but just very very briefly, we have a sense that consciousness moves matter and that it's much more complex than matter, more developed and so forth. And despite the fact that some people would like to convince us otherwise or believe otherwise and so forth, this is also the Vedic uh, perspective, the yogic perspective, the perspective of, of Vedanta, that um, consciousness is is moving matter. So ourselves, the Atma, in touch with the Maya Shakti, cause sets it in motion. Hmm? And then the motion... We're, we identify with the motion, like on a big screen, and there we are, frozen in our seats, thinking all these things are happening to us. 
when they're not. And so nobody really suffers. That's a metaphysical answer <laughs> to a huge question. Um, uh, and Vishnu is the savior, right? Mm-hmm. So he, through him so many avatars come, the Vedas manifest, and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and so on. And, and so, in the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this Mahavishnu appears as Advaita. So he's an important person, especially important to us, because we are the many that come from Mahavishnu's desire to be many and bestow mukti, liberation, upon us. So we have a special bond, if you will, with him, our source. The interesting thing, of course, about the Gore Leela, in which he appears, Mahavishnu as Advaita is that there is a special uh, dispensation divine dispensation at that time, which transcends, if you will, mukti, or the idea of salvation. Remember, Narayan wanted to bestow salvation. But in Gaurila, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was bestowing prem, prem prayojan, beyond salvation, this intimate love of God. So it's a very, uh, this is very delighting to Mahavishnu, who had high hopes for the many. Hmm? <laughs> and by the intervention of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his appearance, his hopes for them exceeds his own capacity. Hmm? After all, he is the expansion of Narayan for bestowing mukti and, and majestic love of God. And Krishna comes as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to distribute prem. Hmm? and tasted himself to experience the love of Radha. And so this is now circulating in the world. And Mahavishnu says, i got to take part in this. Uh, the one became many, and for many eons it was going on, and people getting liberated here and there by the influence of different avatars, and, and so on and so forth. But this is a very special dispensation. Hmm. So he has to be part of it. He's part of it, of course, in, 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 in these events, of course, like I say, are not um, things that occur within time, in a sense. And so I'm speaking about the kind of the core idea behind He has to be part of it. But his part of it is also that he plays a role in making it happen. Hmm? <laughs> he, he's the, he appears in the world many years before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? He's an elder uh, statesman, and uh, Brahmin, I should say, um, in, in, in Vaishnavism, holding kirtans in his house and so forth in, in Navadweep and teaching Bhagavad Gita and, and lamenting for the condition of the, of the people in the world in Kali Yuga. And his compassion, his lamenting, becomes so extreme that he begins the... Uh, Puja, the worship of Krishna, with uh, he takes a, um, a uh, the shalagram, the, st- the stone that represents the fossil that represents Vishnu, and he worships that with tulsi leaves and Ganges water, hmm? and lots of love. Patram pushpam palam toyam, yome bhakti prayachati. Krishna says, offer me a fruit, a flower water, with love, and I will accept it. He doesn't say, offer me a fruit, a flower, and a water. He doesn't say, offer me fruit, flower, fruits, flowers, and waters. He says, either a fruit, a flower, or water, whatever, any simple thing, with love, and I will accept it. The more there's a love, the less the need, the, the less... Uh, valuable, if you will, are the ingredients. The less love, the more important become the ingredients. Therefore, in the Vedic religious spectrum, you have this karma marg, the path of religion where people pray for things. In that 
you know, they do a sacrifice to get a good daughter, to get a good son, to get a good husband. And it's kind of magical and so forth. So they do the sacrifices, but it's costly because there's not a lot of love in that. <laughs> so, it's, it's a, so, but on the other end of the spectrum, in the bhakti of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then we see, of course, Krishna is depicted as, as we talked the other night, wearing a peacock feather. Decorated with the different clay, color clays from the, the ground, and so the ingredients are simple, is the point, and the love is considerable. Hmm? So, with this kind of love, hmm, I'd wait. To, this is Ananya Bhakti. Hmm? This is described in the ninth chapter of the Gita, the verse I, I cited. Hmm? He worships Shalagram. He's doing Krishna puja. Hmm? And he wants Krishna to appear in the world. Hmm? And this is the external reason then for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, by the call of Mahavishnu. Hmm? So he orchestrates a very special uh, leela in the context of his larger Shristi leela and leela of, sal- of being a, the deliverer, the, the, um, the savior, and so on and so forth. And the world, uh, the door opens to to the world. And the door opens uh, and makes available to the world the realm of in- love and intimacy. Hmm? So, Advaita called him. His name is Advaita Acharya. It's important uh, to... Uh, mention the two epithets, Advaita Acharya... Advaita means non-dual, hmm? um, but it doesn't mean he's an Advaitan, which is a particular uh, doctrine of Vedanta in which the ideal is not love and there's no individual atma and paramatma for um, reciprocal dealings and so on and so forth. Some of you are familiar with the Advaita Vedanta idea. It's very much opposed to our doctrine of, of divine love. Um, so, his name is Advaita. We could say, oh, he must be an Advaitan. No, he's Advaita in the sense that he's non-different from Krishna, being one of the manifestations of Krishna, one of the many forms of Krishna, particular one that I mentioned. And he's also Acharya, so... As a charger, he's teaching bhakti. So he's Advaita who's teaching bhakti. So again, he's not teaching um, Advaita Vedanta. And um, he's also Advaita in the sense that he made the two appear as one by calling them. That means Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined. Hmm? And he called... Krishna to come, as it's said, at a time that coincided with Krishna's desire to taste the love of Radha. And so, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna in the mood of Radha. He's the two becoming one. And Advaita, at least externally, he called the one at that time, and the one became two. So, he's Advaita in that sense. And then uh, he's a dwaita also that he's 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 non-different from Mahavishnu. He's an anga, not an amsa of Mahavishnu. Amsa means a part, and anga means a limb. Krishna Skaviraj Goswami says the word anga is used because a limb is more dear to somebody than a part. <laughs> it has a, it has that connotation. So he's. He, in other words, Mahavishnu is this really this personification of compassion. Hmm? He's closer to the world, as I'm explaining. Hmm? So um, he can see the plight of the devotees. He wants to be compassionate to them, and they, of course, in turn, extend the compassion to to other uh, jivas, other other souls, hmm? and. Um, And 
Advaita is a special ang of him, very dear to him, and as such, he's really even, I would say, a greater extended uh, form of or uh, manifestation of of compassion. The only thing that seeds Advaita in compassion and magnanimity is, is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, but we wouldn't have him, it's thought, if he didn't bring him. So, in this way, Advaita is, holds a very important uh, position uh, within uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and as I say, bef- he was the leader of the Vaishnavas before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, who, and he was worshipped by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, something that he himself um, didn't appreciate. Um, he wanted to worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, <laughs> but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu worshipped him because he was respected him in the context of because he was elderly and senior and so on and so forth. But for a, for the sake of establishing the theological truth, Advaita, we know, at one point went out of his way to anger Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would assert himself and then Advaita could say, see, you're, you're, senior, you're senior to me, actually. I, everything, you are Krishna. Krishna's, I'm just a manifestation of you. So what he did, of course, was he, he one day uh, decided to start preaching Mayavad philosophy, the Advaita philosophy. Hmm. And, and this word came out, Advaita's preaching Advaita philosophy instead of bhakti. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, what? And he went, went there and grabbed him and pulled him off this, the, the asana and fell on the ground. And, and uh, Sita Thakurani's wife said, don't, he's an old man, leave him alone. This is the Leela, of course. And the waiter said, just see, you are the teacher, I am the student. In this way, he, um, as a charger, he uh, developed a preaching strategy that day, if you will, in order to teach the world that he, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the fountainhead of divinity, hmm? that Krishna is the source of Narayan, Mahavishnu, and so on and so forth. Hmm? Um, and otherwise, his 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 uh, good and charitable uh, works with regard to bhakti um, were widespread. He uh, is the one who took in the outcast, uh, as he was thought to be in the Hindu uh, community of Haridas, who was um, taken in by Advaita and initiated and became the 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 person who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said we can learn about the chanting from him. He called him the Nam Acharya. Nam means the name, and Acharya means teacher. The teacher of how to how to take uh, take shelter of the holy name of Krishna and reap the uh, the benefits. Of that, <clears throat> um, so they were uh, close, Advaita and and Haridas. There's a famous one, famous story that comes to mind. And as I said, Advaita was a Brahmin and elderly. And on the uh, occasion of the uh, Shraddha ceremony for a deceased member of family, I don't remember the details of whom, a way to perform the puja and the ceremony, the worship for the, for the, it's a Hindu ritual from the, the Dharma Shastras. And it's said that, that then during the Shraddha ceremony, a meal is prepared and is offered to Vishnu, and, and then it's to be distributed to the Brahmins. And so the tradition was that the most elevated Brahmin in the community would be given the Vishnu Prashad from the Shraddha ceremony. So all these Brahmins came to the ceremony and they were all th- thinking, who's he going to give it to me? I'm better. I'm the best Brahmin. I'm the most elevated Brahmin. I come from this family. His family is, you know, whatever. They had this kind of thinking, material thinking. And Advaita being all-knowing could understand it, and he gave the prasadam to Haridas, who was a Muslim, an outcast, not even within the caste system of the time. 
and the Brahmins flipped out, <laughs> and they called it way to bogus. Hmm? He's bogus, and, and they went home. But but they but then when they went to light their sacrificial fires, they wouldn't light. <laughs> so they couldn't do their 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 daily um, nitya karmas and, uh, um, duties as Brahmins, which required the fire and so on. So then they realized that Vedanta was extraordinary, and then they all humbly uh, apologized and so forth. So he he uh, uh, this is an instance in which he also. Uh, served as a social uh, reformer in the context of spiritual dispensation. He um, uh, weighed in on really bigotry and uh, um, um, such uh, mundane uh, sensibilities hmm? um, as to, uh, as to the equality of all jivas and the accessibility of of uh, all jivas to uh, to God and so on and so forth. <clears throat> so um, much work he he did um, for uh, disseminating uh, uh, the gift of of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the world. Had many many uh, students, and uh, he, when Chaitanya Dev took sannyas, he visited him regularly in Jagannath Puri. There was, uh, during the four months of the rainy season, that corresponded with the Rathi, annual Rathiatra festival, the devotees in Navadweep would come to Jagannath Puri hmm, for Rathiatra, and because it was in, at the beginning of the rainy season, oh, well, they had to stay for four months. So, annually they would come to spend time with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We know that Chaita, when Chaitanya Dev took sannyas, he thought, in a moment of madness I've taken sannyas, what's become of me? He was wandering in the delta, and Nityananda went after him and brought him back to Advaita's house. He tricked him. It's a long story, but brought him back to Advaita's house, and when he got to Advaita's house in Shantipuri, he said, what have I done? I've taken sannyas, and... and what about my mother, who's a widow now, and, and her, her youngest son has already left the house and taken sannyas? She's alone. And what about my wife? And what about my friends? And and so, Mother Sachi was brought to weigh in, and and she said, "Well, uh, what can what can be done? What's done is done. And I cannot have you give up the sannyas. Then the, the religious people will criticize you, and I couldn't bear to have you criticized." Hmm. But we can't have, bear to have you leave either, as a sannyasi would typically go, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was going to go to Vrindavan. So she said very wisely that go to Jagannath Puri, that's also a holy place, and Jagannath is there, and it's very close to Navadweep. So then we can hear news about you regularly, and the devotees can come and visit, and back and forth there'll be some um, travelers, and, and, and again, bearing the news of your exploits and so forth. So, we uh, offer our respects to Shri Sachimata and Shri Sachinandan, the joy of her, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because of her, then, he went to Jagannath Puri. And, and from there, and the recorded notes of Sarup Damodar, in Raghunath Goswami, we have Chaitanya Charitamrita, so on. So, anyway, they would come for Rathiyatra, and once they got there, it started to rain. So, typically during the rainy season, people didn't move around too much, so they would stay for four months. And Advaita would come um, annually. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stayed virtually in Jagannath Puri for 18 years. He traveled for six years, South India, and he did go to Vrindavan once, but for 18 years he stayed in Jagannath Puri. So he was with us for 48 years, 24 years in, in Navadweep, and he took sannyasa 24, and then he left, traveled for six years, and resided in Puri. So when he was in Puri, every year Advaita is coming. But at a certain point in Advaita's visiting with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, 
in Puri, Advaita told him hmm, that now the market is, what does he say? The market is, there's no more, more any need for rice in the market. Hmm. And that's what everybody said. What the heck is he talking about? Hmm. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could understand. So we have to remember that it was Advaita that brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by his ardent call out of compassion for the, for the, for the devotees and because he's in the mood of a devotee for the world. Hmm. God has compassion for his devotees, but he doesn't have direct compassion for the people of the world because he doesn't know their problem, because he doesn't experience it. If he did experience the suffering that we do that arises out of ignorance, then he wouldn't be able to be the Savior because he'd be in ignorance. So he's not touched by the ignorance that is the causes the perception of, of suffering, and as such, it's hard for him to be empathetic because he has no experience. Hmm? But he does have experience of the suffering of his devotees in separation from him. So he comes for them. Hmm? And they, in turn, have experience of material suffering, and so they are the medium through which he expresses compassion the ordinary people. Here's Advaita, he's Mahavishnu, but he's in this special role as a devotee, and so playing the role of devotee, he has immense compassion, as I'm saying, for for for, for everyone, because devotion, devotees are vanchakalpaturubhyascha, kripasindhuvyebhyascha, they're kripasindhu, an ocean of compassion, it said. Hmm? So, Again, he brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world with his first, from his prayerful approach and uh, in his compassionate necessity to benedict the world in a special way. He was thinking the world is so uh, degraded as Kali Yuga, we need, a, we need not an avatar of Krishna, but Krishna himself has to come. He's the principal avatar, right? Mm-hmm. All the avatars come through him. He's thinking, it's really bad. And in the co- context of the Leela, Advaita was performing kirtan in Navadvip, and, and people weren't paying much attention. He had a small band of followers, uh, Srivas, Gadadhar, uh, uh, and, and other devotees, Murari, but there was a small group. And the people, the climate in Nadi, Nadi is described in all the biographies as being very secular in its nature and petty, um, a concern for worldliness and so on and so forth. All symptoms of the, of the Kali Yuga, quarrel and, and whatnot. So he's thinking, I am the primal avatar and I'm not going to be able to do justice to the problem of Kali Yuga. Krishna himself must come. Hmm? So he called him, right? He called him for the external purpose of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to bestow bhakti on everyone. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has an internal purpose also. That is to taste the love of Radha from her, from her vantage point to experience himself. This is very esoteric. His dispensation is esoteric enough, but, but this is super esoteric, right? After all, his dispensation is not just salvation. It's to pray him to enter into the leela of intimacy with him and so forth. Again, the doors to that were opened that were otherwise sealed. Hmm? Hmm. So, what Advaita is saying when he says there's no longer any need for rice in the market, he's saying, the purpose for which I called you to inaugurate the Sankirtan, hmm, set it in motion, which is the which is the remedy for Kali Yuga, hmm? you've done it. You've done it well. Hmm? It's done. So he said, there's no longer any need for us to market. In other words, the work that I've called you for is done. Now you've, you're finished with that. And, and Advaita then is giving him permission to now move from public life to private life. Hmm? And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is showing by his example that by his public life of compassion and outreach and distributing the teachings and so forth, this brings inner life. Hmm? And the inner life took over and he could no longer relate as a public figure. The ecstasy 
of his inner life was so great that it overwhelmed him. And we find in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Lila, he, he falls in swoons and he loses external consciousness, finds himself in Krishna Lila, comes out and and goes back in and so forth. And so so he, he no longer can sit and teach Rupa Sanatana, the teachings, and, uh, and engage in these type of compassionate... Um, exploits that he was known for and he got a reputation from throughout India, a conversion of great great, great people, um, Prakashananda, Venkatabhata, Sarvabhomabhata Charja, and so on and so forth. So Advaita is basically saying to him in a mystical way, your work of establishing the Yuga Dharma, that's been done... Hmm. And you've done it, of course, with the help of Nityananda Prabhu and others. And, and, and now you have my blessing to turn inward where you're being called and to realize that which you, you came for, to enter into the, into, entirely into the mood of Radha. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu retires from public life and, and he's taken care of by Swarup and Ramananda, and they sing different verses and songs at different times when they understand his ecstasy and where it's going, where he is internally, they can understand it, and they, they chant verses, and they say in kirtan to, to, to augment it and so forth. And they, of course, are very intimate devotees of Radha in Krishna Lila, who are appearing in Gaur Lila. So they're very expert in guiding him hmm, to Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, trying to experience the mood of Radha. Hmm. So this is a very beautiful uh, antya, lila, the end, the final portion of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lila. And, it, and uh, again, Advaita gives them permission. Now that you've, your, your external purpose has been set in motion. Done. That's what I call you for. Now you can proceed for your internal reason. Hmm. And through that, of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu shows us that when we develop compassion, hmm, the first rung on the ladder of divine love, universal compassion, hmm, not just human, but for the species, and so when we actually feel hmm, compassion for all all beings. Hmm. This is the end of Buddhism. This is the beginning of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Then... As a poss- passing through that, which requires the kind of objectivity hmm, of stepping back from the provincial perspective that causes me to love one, which, if looked at from another angle, is not loving another. Hmm, to, so to sort of transcend that, and and really love your neighbor, as I sometimes say, like yourself, by understanding. We're all uh, made up of the ground of being itself. We're all consciousness. Hmm? This, uh, so the compassion that arises out of this, and of course it arises within bhakti in the context of pursuing rasa, hmm? divine intim- intimate love for the Godhead. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, shows the, the way, the method to what becomes his internal um, um, madness, Sankirtan, hmm? and with the dissemination and the compassion that arises, but as that rises out of these drawn within, ultimately, and then that higher internal life of of bhajan hmm? that really can't be taught. In one sense, we can talk about it, we can say, write things about it. I mean. Uh, with regard to Raghunuga Bhakti, Rupa Goswami's How to Do It, he wrote three verses. Nothing else said about it. Hmm. Part of it is serving in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an internal meditative body. All Rupa Goswami says about it is that you should do it. That's all I said. You should serve in an internal body. And Jiva Goswami in his Bhakti Sandarva doesn't say, doesn't even mention this, this Siddha Rupa. But it's super important. But, but the point I'm making, in, 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 in one sense, later theologians have said more and, and so forth, but to some extent, um, people 
talk about it too much in ways that they're, they're, they'll never cause them to access it. It's something beyond talking. It is a meditative reality that, re- that is a result of one's practice. Hmm? Properly oriented, into, it's, it's, it's a progression. It manifests. Hmm? If they have the right orientation and right association, and it will manifest. And, and you know, what is the sadhana of bhava bhakti? It's difficult to talk about. There has been an attempt to externalize it and explain it. Dhyan Chandra's work um, is of, of that nature and so forth. But um, that said, it's, a, it's something like love. Mm-hmm. That uh, if, your mom, if, your, if your daughter says, Mom, what's love? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, you know, in terms of, let's say, ordinary romantic love, how are you going to explain that? To her? You could say so many things and you could try, and, but until she just gets a crush on some guy, some boy, then now you know, and what can you say? Hmm? Something like that. So this, uh, <laughs> I mean, there is much to be said in a broader sense and so forth, but... Um, hmm. But at any rate, Mahaprabhu set an example of his internal life, and it did, of course, focus on hearing certain, certain kirtans, certain verses, and so which were all, um, uh, we would call them, um, was the term, um, not Baba Nukul, but Bhav. Um, Bhav Sambanda. So they're 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 related to the bhava, to the ideal of Gopi Bhav or Gopa Bhav. Hmm? They're related to it. Kirtan related to that, and so forth. Uh, the, the, the form of Krishna uh, corresponding with 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 the bhav, the qualities of Krishna corresponding with the particular bhav. So there's a little bit of a art to it, a little bit of a sadhana to it, but but. But in the context of pursuing that, there's much work to be done before it will we, we manifest. It should be the ideal that should drive our practice, but it should show up first, like I've given an example, if you hire an interior decorator to redo your house, and they come in and they tell you, throw this out, throw that out, clean this up, clean that out, and you say, wait a minute, I thought you were going to decorate the house. I am, but first I'm going to clean it. So, much work to be done with that. The Namsan Kirtan is very effective for that, and very effective as well, most effective for causing this inner life to to the decorating part. It's a cleaner. He's a cleaner, the Nam, and a decorator as well. So, Advaita Charja Ki Jai. Advaita Saptami. Mahamotsabhatiti ki jai, Gaur Bhaktabhinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi.